Hi everyone, my name is Wamilo Obasa, and in today's podcast, I'll be having a conversation with Jordan Black, a Cleveland native, about the disparity in enforcement of COVID-19 guidelines between communities using cities in the Cleveland metro area as a case study. Some key demographics listeners should know before entering the podcast is that Cleveland has a population of 380,000 people, with 49% of the population being Black and a median income of 31000 Bedford has 12,000 people, with 56% of the population being Black and a median income of 46000 Euclid has a population of 46,000, with its population being 62% Black and having a median income of 38000 Solon has a population of 22,000, with its population being 12.5% Black and a median income of 107000 Lakewood has a population of 50,000, with 5.6% of its population being Black and a median income of 53000 With all of these areas being in the same county and COVID-19 not choosing who to infect based on geographic location, I'd like to dive into why were some areas more free than others when it came to COVID-19 guidelines. Could you talk more about how your personal life was affected, whether it was your school being canceled work i'm going outside just simple mundane things that really affected me that did change was not being able to have access to things that i want to do personally not being able to have access to the gym to like the library or certain places where i usually would go to be on my own free time and usually do what i want so a lot of those things changed for me Specifically, want to talk about Solon and Lakewood. So you you're um you're saying that you saw a difference in how um like COVID nineteen guidelines were enforced between the between like Cleveland, Solon, and Lakewood. But you think that difference is based on population numbers, correct? Yes. Okay, right. So could you just give the listeners more context about the demographics between the three different locations, which are, again, Lakewood, Cleveland, and Solon, which are all in the same county in Ohio? Yeah, uh, getting back to what I said a little bit earlier, a couple minutes ago, Cleveland, the city of Cleveland by itself is very highly populated with African-Americans. And, well, if you want to get to make it an easier answer, because west side of Cleveland has different races and the east side of Cleveland has different races. We would just say that the Cleveland area as a whole is highly populated of mm-hmm. minorities. And that really, not to be funny, that really makes a difference too. So I will say race it makes a difference. But my first answer will be about the amount of people that's living in a certain city because Cleveland is two times, three times bigger than Lakewood and Solon. These are like sub-cities of Cleveland anyway. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people that live in these cities like that, they will still claim Cleveland as where they're from. But going to Lakewood, Lakewood is highly populated of Caucasians and people of other races, such as uh, people being Arabic and people being Hispanic in some type of way, or Indian maybe. And then Solon is actually rising in people that are African-American, but they have a lot of people that might be Caucasian or have some type of 
Chinese distinct or anything mm-hmm. like that. And besides race, do you think there's any social economic differences between the three locations? Yeah. Uh, Lakewood and Solent's pretty similar. Now, Cleveland by itself, Cleveland people, if you live in Cleveland, they will divide Cleveland up into different parts. Some parts of Cleveland actually is just as equal to Solent and Lakewood. But also some parts in Cleveland is very low to almost being from low income to being poor. What were you doing when you visited the different areas this past summer? And what were some key differences you noticed between the areas? Oh, traveling these areas, just a lot of basketball and being out. And the key difference is a lot of the parks, I want to say they're closed because you can't close an open park, but just the things to use within the park, such as basketball hoops, swings, playgrounds, a lot of those things were closed in Cleveland area, uh, suppose compared to like Lakewood and Solon. Mm-hmm. How far would you say both Lakewood and Solon are in proximity to Cleveland? Um, well, Lakewood is not far from Cleveland at all because Cleveland is, is so big and it's very close to a lot of different cities like this. Lakewood and Cleveland. Lakewood, I mean, well, I would say Cleveland goes so far out, people can literally trap, walk down the street, and then they're already being the city of Cleveland. So Lakewood is very close mm-hmm. to Cleveland, the west side of Cleveland, because Cleveland is so big, we'll just divide it up into different parts. But Solon, compared to Cleveland, is about... 20, 25 minutes maybe so mm-hmm. far away. And then, um, so just to, to build upon that, even though both of these three locations, Lakewood, Solon, and Cleveland, are within the same county, you think that um, the reason that the parks were closed in Cleveland, but they were reopened in Lakewood and Solon is because of um, population numbers? In between the areas? Population numbers, but also uh, people that run Cleveland, take care of Cleveland, they know that these parks, that people were going to be there any, I wouldn't say anyway, but there's a likely chance of people were going to be at these parks. And they had to do anything they can to shut down. So they, and then also, with some of these other cities, I just think some of these cities really never took the initiative to actually go and close these things down. They just left it up there. Because mm-hmm. if you would like to compare other cities, such as like Euclid, where you have the Euclid Creek for going to people to play basketball, people will go to Euclid. That's a big city by itself, but people could put those hoops down, that's in Euclid. And you would say Bedford. Bedford is right next to Solon, and Bedford has a big it has a it has a big pie chart of different many races people that live there, and those parts were closed mm-hmm. also. So I think it's really about the certain cities really just taking initiative, other than just saying how many people we live we have that live in this yeah, area. Definitely. Uh, just for the listeners, one of those to be clear. I you can say that in the May June period, Solon and Lakewood have reopened their parks, but Cleveland, 
Bedford and Euclid had not yet fully reopened their parks, correct? Okay. Yes. So one example, one thing I want to bring to your attention was that in New York, over the pan over the course of that pandemic, there were lots of images being released about just life in general, and w- one stark set of images I saw were of two different neighborhoods in New York. One neighborhood was clearly more affluent, and the pictures showed policemen handing out masks to people who did not have, like, masks, who were just, like, sitting in the chairs around the um, area without masks. In contrast, another picture was obviously was in a poor neighborhood, and the policemen were actually writing fines to people for not wearing a mask and not following other COVID-19 guidelines. So what, so do you think there's a difference in enforcement between um, more affluent, wider areas versus poor, um, more minority heavy areas in Cleveland as these, um, as like this example just showed for New York? Yeah, and the thing with that is people have to take into consideration if they actually want to help and want to help stop the virus, you have to do the same for these people that can't even take care of themselves. So like I said before, these communities have health disparities. And they can it's fine you go help these people that can't afford these things, but what about the people that can't that can barely take care of themselves? So if you want to help and risk the chance of stopping uh, COVID-19 so early, you have to go do the same for these communities that can't, that don't have the knowledge or don't even know what to do and how to protect themselves and the people around them with COVID. Do you think it's unfair that areas such as Lakewood and Solon, which are richer and more Caucasian than areas like Solon, Bedford and Euclid that you named, do you think it's unfair that they had their parks open, but the other areas did not? The part where I find I do find it unfair is that these places, some of these places had recreational centers open. We could have did the same in Cleveland, but also, if we're going to do the same in Cleveland, obviously, we have to have these rules and the criteria that people have to follow if we want to keep these places open. Through this conversation with Jordan, it has been explored that Cleveland, Bedford, and Euclid had their recreation centers and parks closed, but Sullivan and Lakewood did not have theirs closed. While Jordan and I disagree on the exact cause and differences of enforcement of COVID-19 guidelines between the cities that are in a very close proximity to each other, whether it's based on population numbers, city leadership, or race taking precedence. It is clear that there is a disparity in what neighborhoods were allowed to have recreation centers and parks open, and the two neighborhoods that just so happened to have their parks and recreation centers open had the lowest percentage of black people and had the highest median incomes out of five areas mentioned in the conversation. My hypothesis of why this disparity occurs is not unique to Cleveland, as the NPR article documents there have been complaints about the lack of equitable enforcement of social distancing guidelines between communities, and in the article for The Guardian, it was also discussed how enforcement of social distancing guidelines 
has been more aggressive towards black Americans. I hope this podcast has illuminated an aspect of the pandemic already talked about, how disparate enforcement guidelines between cities affected a seemingly mundane aspect of daily life for black lives and motivates the listener to always be thinking about equitable enforcement and opportunity for all things, as children in predominantly black areas also needed places to play in a socially distanced way. Thank you.